Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim, and the topic of our podcast today is Death City, um, the Bridgen suicide outbreak, a series of suicides involving young people in Bridgeton Wells, um, a small town in South Wales, that began in 2007, and uh, officially um, 146 young people have hanged themselves um, since 2007, and we're going to talk about, although unofficially they think the number may be even higher, we're going to talk about what, uh, about this in our latest episode in our suicide series. But before we do, let me introduce our panel. I am always pleased to introduce uh, the very lovely and talented, the Queen of Mean, the Empress of Evil, the mistress of the macabre, the pill poppin', penis lovin', Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm good, Timmy. How are you? Fine. Are you are you penis lovin'? Sure. Okay. Um, since I've already introduced you, and you apparently have nothing to say, I don't have anything to add. You know, I, I said I said it all. You did. I'm just trying to get through the day here. Okay. You know? Not without having to go sit at the Eye Institute. Well, that's good. Uh, you had some eye problems yesterday. What happened? Evidently. Oh, well, my kids are awful, and they evidently are, were giving me a stroke. So. Oh. Well, I'm glad you, you know. I'm you should try, try to limit the amount of strokes that you have. I do try to. Just like golf. Just like golf and living, you know, the fewer strokes, the better. Yes, well, that's, that's my goal. Unlike the hand job, too. <laughs> You uh, have not been introduced yet. Uh, yeah, why? Why are you talking? This is Brandy's segment. This We're, is my moment to shine. Yes. <laughs> like so, the bright shining star I am. Let me introduce a man of uh, great distinction. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> a man of uh, uh, rare sophistication. A man of honor. Uh, a man of God. The Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Well, Timmy, I'm fine today. Um, as you know, I've been, <clears throat> I was yesterday, I've been under the care of my medical practitioner. Yeah, you had a health scare. Uh, we're, we've all had our health issues this week. We have. What's your problem? I had, my, my blood pressure is up, so now I'm walking like 50 miles a day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's from worrying about your blood pressure. Oh. 
to try to catch up. No, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good with my walking, so I'm going to get under control. So uh, you had a health scare. Uh, scare that I did. I, have a, I had a, what they called a, uh, what it turned out to be was, uh, it was angina. Jurassic nerve entrapment. Uh, it was you got gallstones. Thoracic. Thora- not Jurassic. Thoracic. Well, that's there's a difference. Yeah. I think we're just making a point. No, he's all he's old enough to have Jurassic. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, thoracic true. nerve entrapment. You've got you've got gallstones. And I don't know, Timmy. Have you ever? Uh, and maybe our listeners, have you ever had so much? And what what it causes is apparently the, the muscles in your in your back and side and whatnot to just seize up on you, Timmy. That As Granny very... Clampy used to say, to have a serious grab in your glee. Well, you got the yeah. Did you have in any uh, anything to take for that? I did not have anything to take for medicinal purposes. Mm-hmm. And have you ever, and listeners, maybe you've had this. I've, I've heard of this. Um, being in so much pain, it actually caused you to vomit. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, I'm not a little bitch, so I did not do that. However, I could understand why a lesser man. Okay, so you're a huge bitch. So basically, he had a panic attack. Is what he said. Basically, he got a tummy ache. Yeah. Okay. And now he's all upset. <laughs> so about instead of taking tums, yeah, <laughs> he rushes to the ER. I did not rush to the ER, but I can tell you, I got zero sleep that night. I could not any any position zero I moved zero. was in uh, put me in excruciating an excruciating disposition, mm-hmm. and. Uh, well, we're glad you're feeling better. Colonel. And I got to the doctor, and he uh, told me there's not a whole lot that you can do for it other than because it does not wrong. Back. Yeah. <laughs> other than hoping it doesn't come back, and maybe seeing a chiropractor. Is he going to oh, give you any muscle relaxers or anything? Uh, he offered to give him Percocet. I told oh, that's him the Percocet. Right. What? Why? Why is it fucking the... loser? You didn't <laughs> fucking take it because you clearly do not love me and Timmy. I, I do not want to lead you down that path. Really? I'm all way. It's a gateway I'm drug. Look. First well, of all, it's a gateway drug to marijuana. You, and now I'm tell me this. Way down the path. When we when we found you, you was drinking a laudlin, and what, what like not? a white herbs wife? Yeah, <laughs> you was you was hooked on the laudlin, and we had to clean you up. We had the three days of you vomiting and sweating. You found me in Deadwood. We found her. We found her in. We found her in an opium den. In Deadwood. We did. And uh, she was hooked on opium and laudlin, and we spent three days. I know, and you guys killed my buzz. Well, we did. Sorry, we got you off the devil opium. Yeah. Yeah, you should have filled your yeah. fucking Percocet. And out from underneath that Chinese pimp that had a hold on you. My friggin' brother, you know, when he had his vasectomy, they offered to give him Oxycontin, and he's like, no. Actually, he had a prescription for it. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. Fucking ass! Do you not know? Do you not love us in your family? <laughs> what is that? With some love, right? It's five bucks. Fill the script. Share the love. You you meanwhile, you're thinking of maybe cutting off a limb so you. Meanwhile, can get... I'm thinking of pushing Dave down some stairs. <laughs> He's gonna have to take one for the team. Yeah, but you would have you would have thought of pushing Dave down the stairs. Well, whether anyway. he gets that yeah. shit or not, I know. But but be all that as it may. Yes, yeah, so let's move on. I've also decided I should have my own clan. Clan? What in a Clash of Clans? Sort of like Clash of Clans. I want my own clan. Don't you already like, have that in Team Brandy? I am Brandy from Clan Brandy. Yes. Devil to Clan Devil. I am. Okay. I'm watching Outlander. So you want your own? I'm watching Outlander. So now I need kingdom. a clan. Well, I should have my own kingdom. Let's be honest. Right. Now, well, of course, again, you know, we were talking about this before in the air, and I just want to make the point. 
that, and Colonel, I think you agree with me, I'm going to take a Spanish class. And yeah. since I'm taking it at the local Northern Kentucky University, I'm self-identifying as a young female college student so I can join a sorority. You should be able to. But you have to wear the uniform, that which That's includes fine. That's bra fine. and panties. I am going to finally get into the pillow fights. The private, the, the yes, private pillow they don't fights? Have pillow fights. Oh, yeah, they do. And their they little do. breasts just jingle, and then they mm-hmm. hit each other, and they're just wearing panties. Think that's what happens? I Girl. believe Jessica, Jessica Williams was talking about that on the yeah. page one day. There was There is pillow fights. Yes. So, okay, let's get in this story. This is kind of a downer. I'm sorry. Well, mm-hmm. I know why. I, I, I know. I've got I've got a funny one coming up, but this one is kind of creepy. So this is getting close to Halloween. This is called Death City. Uh, it's about the Bridgeton suicides, and um, so let's jump into it. The Bridgeton suicides uh, were an outbreak of suicides were, uh, that involved young people in Bridgeton County, the Bridgeton County borough uh, in South Wales. Yeah, that began in 2007, and we're probably going to butcher some names of places and wells in the UK. Wow, you butcher names in America. I, think I know. Just, before, I think you just butchered Wales. I don't yeah. know. I don't, Wells, is, is well, that a place? Well, anyway, yeah, we're going to butcher him, so we'll just tell you that straight out. Holy pissy pants. Since 2007, when the hangings began, most of them were hangings, by the way, um, there have been 146 young people take their lives. That's the um, official mm-hmm. uh, figure, although some How many? 146 since uh, 2007. And this is a village of about 40,000 people. Damn. So this is a small village. Um, it's difficult. It was difficult during research to get uh, current data because uh, officials are now reluctant to publish it. And uh, coroners now have great discretion on what they consider suicide. So they can determine, for example, if uh, someone uh, killed, hangs themselves and they had some alcohol in their system, they can uh, classify it as open as opposed to suicide. Or closed. Uh, or closed, um, which really affects the numbers. And in, it's in a there's been an attempt to you know keep the media out there's been a kind of a media blackout on the subject because um they're concerned that there is this suicide culture or contagion that's to blame uh, a suicide cult local residents um have blamed the media for sensationalizing the death many of these victims knew each other uh, and were part of social networking a site called Bebo. Are you familiar with that? No. Bebo? B-E-B-O. No, I'm not. Me neither. Mm-hmm. I went to look it up, though. It still exists. This was 2007. A lot of them were very active on Bebo. It's sort of like MySpace was. Um, after the deaths, in spite uh, uh, the, uh, they they would set up, uh, it gave people the ability to, uh, on this Bebo site, it's not like a Facebook kind of deal, to create memorial pages and people could you know, leave messages or whatever. And so, you know, there's speculation that, you know, people saw that and they thought, oh, that's cool, someone's getting attention and, you know, then put the thought of suicide in their head. Although I did, they were, I did see a read where a psychologist said that maybe someone had suicidal tendencies to begin with and it's just when their friends started killing suicide, committed suicide, it just kind of gave them, you know, kind of permission to follow it. So it's, 
they really don't know. There's a lot of different speculation, and Colonel, you're going to get into that later, what the reason is behind these mass uh, uh, incidents. You no, know, no one really knows for sure. Um, and because most of these were hangings, and most of them didn't leave notes. Only a couple of them left it's notes. It's kind of a dick move. Well, yeah, because, you know, at least I, there's a there's a documentary called Bridgeton, and if you get a chance to watch it, it was done in 2007. Um, it's excellent. Uh, I think it might be available on Netflix. Uh, and they interview these parents and relatives, and it's you, you can just see the pain in, in their face and, and, you know, how how this is these suicides have impacted this community. Um, these are like the damn Japanese people. What do you mean about the Japanese? Japanese people, they, you know, Jap- Japan has the highest suicide suicide rate in the world. Jimmy. Well, no, that would be Guyana. Guyana. No, they, Japan, Japan is like thirtieth. No, no, <laughs> Japan is the highest. Did your research? Guyana, <laughs> yeah. Is still counting the Jonestown people. <laughs> oh, really? That was yeah. 40 years ago. They're still showing Well, there's up. only 40 people in the village, oh, so I see. it skews the whole numbers. So you think Japan is the number one? Because uh, they, they, yeah, right. they're absolutely not. Every, it's a known factor, number one. <clears throat> well, I, there's number 30, according to the research I did, but maybe you have well, your own. Yeah, I think. Why is that? Why do you think it is, Colonel? People, well, Jeff, a lot people? of it, you know, the Japanese are proud people, Timmy. Right. So the, a lot of it, if you shame yourself in Japan, you expect to do to Harry Carey. Okay. And when he, like with the Cubs, announcer with the Cubs? Well, yeah, just like that. But uh-huh. this involves running a. Not a sword, but not a knife. Bigger than a sword, longer than a knife. Okay. And you got to run it through yourself. Okay. You got to run yourself through. Um, Why would they do that, Colonel? People in Japan do it just because they're having a bad hair day sometimes, Timmy. Bad hair Yeah. I mean, okay. you go on the, you <laughs> look at some of these things. <laughs> I don't know what the hell yeah. saying. You ever get, what are you jamming about? Okay, you ever, you ever want a piece of butter bread, Timmy? And... Some some bitch gets real butter. Uh-huh. Like you're at the restaurant, they got real butter, and uh-huh. you try to put it on your bread, tears up the bread. Uh huh. Fucking Japanese, they run right. Toilet bread, knife right, right through them. Because they got Ginsu knife, because those Because they got hearts. Yeah. Uh, Every hands. Japanese person and has then. a large Ginsu knife on their person at all times. Ready to commit Just in hair. case they can't open up a cheese stick. You ever had a cheese stick? Oh my god. You know what they're or like to open? toy. If they can't open up the cheese stick, they consider it cheap. They, they can't get a parking spot. They're can't get a parking spot. <laughs> they kill the themselves. Yeah. All right. Wow. So okay. this is what we're going to do. We're just going to be racist for the rest of the... It sounds uh, like it. Uh, um, so, okay. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about... Uh, the authorities in this... Uh, the. They won't say much, but they say there's no link. Like I said, Colonel will go into different theories. You know, one of the theories is that it's a serial killer... But the, the authority says there's really no link. But the way they, the way these kids are killing themselves, they're hanging themselves, and they're in the kneeling position, which is kind of weird. Maybe they're uh, praying. I, maybe. I don't know. But um, the youngest was 15, um, and the, the, that victim was the only one not to hang himself. He jumped in front of a train. You know, that's the most effective way of suicide, actually. To me. That's a proven fact. Yeah, I don't know. It's <clears throat> no, if you look up, if you look up suicide, um, and and it sounds this is not a part I'm joking or making up. Jumping in front of a train, and jump move, jump, moving in front of a train is a non-survivable event. 
you shooting yourself only has about a seventy five percent success rate. Mm-hmm. And then you got end up being a drawer. Why are you vegetable. still saying words? No, I'm just saying. What? People think, you know, you shoot yourself, you hang yourself. A lot of these methods fail, and it turns out to be an ugly, ugly life for you. Yeah. There's only two things that are certain, is that if you throw yourself from 20 floors or above... That's not true. Um, Some kid just fell off a 23-story building, landed, yeah. and he's alive. See? That's why you take the train. Yeah. I always try to take the train. You said 20 and above, they're not going to survive. But you're a lying fucker, so... Well, I'd have to have proof Dude, you're, of this 23. You're the Donald Trump of this room. <laughs> I'd have to have proof. You're just making shit 20. up. No, I'm just saying. Why don't you just tell him that Ford killed them all? <laughs> like, like that, uh, like that Japan was number one. I was not. A, I was unable to. Uh, Why would someone in Japan kill themselves, Colonel? Oh fuck, they killed. You know what? Some motherfucker. Now oh, I'm, in, I'm I'm in, in the grocery store. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Now I don't like to use the U scan it. No, um, it's smarter than you. So I go to the express line where it's 15 and below. Mm-hmm. This Japanese bastard seemed like a nice guy. I talked to him, you and know, you called him for a, a while. Bastard. Well, I'll tell you why he's he a bastard. Said you're an ignorant American. I'm just saying. No, he was dead. Because he gets to the thing and, and, and the lady takes all his things mm-hmm. and she says, Sir, just for the next time, just so you know, this is for 15 items or below. Mm-hmm. And this. Japanese man, gentleman, has 17 items. Mm-hmm. Some bitch pulls out his sword, ran it right through him in the grocery store, falls over. Really? I got blood splattered all over my Pop-Tarts and my... Right in the Piggly? Right, right there in the Piggly? Right there in the Piggly Wiggly, Jimmy. Were you buying them for me because you stole all mine? And so, oh, God, I mean, it, it, was, it was just... They'll kill themselves for anything. Uh, I got they you. Should, I got but, you. Because he had shamed himself. I I, mean, I understand. You, they don't even have spelling. you 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 know you never have you'll never have that problem. <laughs> they do not have spelling bees in Japan, Timmy. You know why? Why? Because the second grade little bastards was killing each other. The runner killing themselves. Not yeah. No. Well, they, they swan dive off the stage if they get the word wrong. Yeah, they just killed themselves. You know what? It sounds like it's a problem over there, Colonel. Well, here's one problem they don't have. What? Japanese workers are never late for work. They also have a very they're shrinking population. Right? Well, because they kill, because they kill all the girls. Okay. They kill all the girls. All right, let's get back to Britain. No, but let's... this is why they're never late for work, Timmy. Why? Instead of showing up five minutes late for work, uh-huh. they killed themselves. I see. Back to Bridgeton, Wales, in the UK. Uh, so the county has a total population of 139,000 people. There's three major, well, not major towns, but villages, Bridgeton being one of them. Uh, it is in the heart of South Wales, and it's the land area of about 177 square miles. The largest town is Bridgeton. It's 40,000 40, people. So even though it's the largest town in this county, county seat, You know, 40,000, that's still a pretty small little place. Uh, No, you're from Portsmouth, right? Yeah, I'm not sure what the population is in Portsmouth, but I think it's more than 40,000. It's more than than 40,000. And it's a small town. Yeah, we consider that. Now, Bridgeton, I looked it up and looked at some pictures of it. It's kind of a pretty little town. It's like in a valley, Um, but there's a high level of unemployment, there's a high level of crime. Great deal of poverty, a lot of housing projects, and there are few opportunities for the young folks there. So now Brandy is going to tell us about these suicides. 
Are you sure you don't want to have Chuck like take over with his bullshit? No, I, you know. I, I really, I trust you. I trust <laughs> you with this part. You I always give them? you the important parts. What the fuck's that? I'm always, <laughs> I'm always trusted with the important parts. Yes. It should be noted that Brandy looks like a Jedi today. She does, which is awesome. Yeah, I bet if I go to the grocery, I can open doors with my mom. I bet you could. I do. My youngest thinks I can. All right, tell us about the suicides. Okay, give us give us the gory details, devil. You know we like them. Man, be on your best behavior. These are. Why are you being a fucking weirdo? These are young people. Let's be on our best. Timmy got all excited. He's like, "Tell us about the suicides." Like just like Vanna White. Come on, Vanna, tell us about the suicides. Oh, she. This is this is interesting. Continue, Brandy. The first string of deaths began in the early 2007 with the suicide of Dale Kroll. He was 18 years old. He hung himself in an abandoned warehouse at a small amusement park in, what is it, Brid- Bridgeton? Bridge- bridge End. Bridge End, like the end of the bridge. Bridge End, okay. Uh, his badly decomposed body was found on January 5th, 2007. Therefore, the exact date of death was difficult to ascertain. Big words. His body was found by his close, his close friend, David Dilling. Uh, the two of them used to hang out at that warehouse. Uh, Dale had been missing for four months before his body was found. Um, David, he was 19, took police to the scene. Quick Dale, question. No, quick question, though. What? Have you ever, when you're in, in I, we're friends on Facebook, so I see your post, but have you ever seen what people type? Your Y O U R. Oh my God! Yes. When they mean you are. Yes. Uh-huh. Japanese people kill themselves over there. They should. They kill themselves. Because that's fucking horrible. They okay. catch themselves. So, <laughs> David Dillon finds his friend, takes the police to him in a couple his weeks later. He Dillon died the same way in mid February. He was found hanged in a kneeling position. A week later, Thomas Davies, twenty, hanged himself in a local park. Uh, Thomas was a school friend of the other two suicide victims who had died just before this tragedy. Now, in my whole thing, I mean, this takes, like, serious commitment because at any time, if you're kneeling, at any time, clearly you can straighten yourself up or you can, you know. Chuck will talk about, uh, there's a pathologist that talks about why that might be, why they might be in that position. He'll, He'll get to that in a little bit. I'm not going to steal his saying, thunder. Well, no, we'd hate to steal Chuck's thunder, but... Uh, <laughs> you, know, Tim, you know, Timmy doesn't like to jump I don't like to step on my own I don't like to step on my own store. No, you don't do that, but... You but, know what these people... But that's needed? commitment. You know you remember the wire? Yeah. Remember the guy that killed himself? That's commitment. With the doorknob? Yeah. That's commitment. You know what these people needed to believe in? Or needed... Japanese people. Something to believe in. Uh-huh. And and you know what makes me think I about that? I heard that song this morning. When Poison broke up, Ugh. there were like 11,000 suicides in Japan. <laughs> probably. Probably. That would make 11, sense. 11,000 suicides. actually like Poison, even though... Poison didn't break up. They were kind of yeah. flat. Yeah. They didn't break well, up. Well, they they then they, they, there was really no reason for all those suicides. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, some got lost in translation. <laughs> um, so Tom Davies, 20, hanged himself in a local park. Tom was a school friend of the other two suicide victims who had died just before this tragedy. Um, he was also um, he was also found hanged in a kneeling position. That's a rough one. Well, no. This, I mean, this story is let me, creepy. No, let me tell you, it, it is creepy, and it's weird because you don't know why, but 
I'm reading this this sentence and it's just really <laughs> fucked up. So well, I know. Let's you know. If I was Japanese, <laughs> you have to kill yourself well, and don't do it here. And you know what I found when I was researching this? Now this is interesting because most people don't have the history right. Mm-hmm. But we bombed but you Hiroshima did. and Nagasaki. Yeah, the atomic bomb, hor- horrific events. Yeah, you know we only dropped one bomb on them. Oh really? They dropped the bomb on themselves. They did. The second one, from the shame of being atomically bombed, atomically bombed, they dropped another. They exploded an atomic bomb on themselves. The second atomic bomb was a mass suicide. Well, thank you, Colonel. Continue, Brandy. (laughs) Such an asshole. Atomically bombed. This sentence. I can't give this sentence. Thomas Davy was funned, hanged in a knelling position. Oh, he's found. No, I know. I know. Right. I fixed it. I'm just, you know, giving okay. you shit. All right. <laughs> this is what we so have was to deal found. with. He's this a third one. Was this is what the talent of the show has to yeah. deal with. I'm telling and you. And we're berated all the time. All the time. Yeah. to be fired. <laughs> Continue <laughs> You with said the story. if it weren't for us, you'd be like yeah. number, number 11 in the ratings. <laughs> because yeah. I gave up, you know, inside with Allie and, <laughs> Allie and Charlie. They're like number 30. But I wanted to, be, you know, I said, no, I'm too busy with history dweebs to go to take on a second podcast. I say with you idiots, and I'm, and I'm at 189. Well, wait a minute. So we're supposed to be... Where's the fucking Jinsu knife? <laughs> You know, <laughs> oh, it's not for me. It's for you two. <laughs> but you're so bitter. Like, why are you so bitter? That's we didn't make that decision for you. No, I made that decision because I like working with you guys. Continue. I like working with them too, but you know, we were already we, we were already started. So. Damn it! All right. Uh, it was said that Thomas was particularly shocked by David Dilling's death. He had already bought a suit for David's funeral, but he hanged himself from a tree just two days before the service. So they just went ahead and buried him in the new suit. Yeah. So His 38-year-old mother, Melanie, uh, stated that he had spent three hours a night on social networking, on the social networking internet website, Bebo, Bebo, Bebo. talking to friends. Bebo. Uh, she was worried that his death could have been part of some tragic copycat suicide craze. All the rage. Yes, the mm-hmm. suicide contagion. Yeah. Kids these days. Kids these days. After two months respite, another local youth, 21 year old Alan Price, was found dead of similar causes. In June, his friend Lee Jenkins, 22, hanged himself in another friend's bedroom. First of all, hang yourself in your own bedroom. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> don't fuck up your friend's room. Well, because you know, you typically. You soil yourself when you hang yourself. It's not so much that, but I mean, now this friend can't even go in his room now because that's what he's going to see is his dead kid. Well, I had a... His uh, dead friend. I had a friend... Well, not really. No, you didn't. I had a person I knew (coughs) who was in a relationship with someone, and he ended up hanging himself in the garage so that when that person got home... Oh, they find him. Timmy, I had some dumb son bitch friend of mine hung himself in a damn tree from the backyard and guess who found him? His mother. Yeah. Stupid son. Yeah, there's some there's some horrible Go somewhere with somebody there is find, some, a stranger gonna find but, you. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of these cases they, but everybody dies around you, so that's really not shocking. There is in in these cases there's some tragic ways that people find Yeah, I mean ones. don't hang yourself well, yeah, in no. your own backyard for All right. shit's sake. So Jenkins 
uh, the kid who hanged himself in his friend's bedroom, uh, lived four doors away and was Price's best friend. He was ha- found hanging from a window at a friend's flat four weeks later on the early hours of June 3rd, 2007. Price was or Jenkins was? Jenkins. Tell you, they should have banned the Boy Scouts yeah. over there, Timmy. Mm-hmm. No. Because you know they... In Japan? Banned no, and yeah, they teach them how to tie them knots tie and shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's somebody up there. There's girls that do it, too. We'll, she'll get to that. How'd you like to have the rope business over there, Timmy? That must have mm-hmm. been In booming. a statement... Mm-hmm. Jesus. In a statement, Jenkins' mother, Beverly, told the inquest her son was plagued by images of his friend's face during the last weeks of his life and expressed a desire for them to be together. That sounds a little weird. So the guy, the, he hangs himself in the friend's room and then the friend hangs himself. No. No, it sounds that way from how it's written, but he says no, that it was just Jenkins. Did oh, so, so he must have just... He was plagued with images of his face just because he ima- he's imagining yeah. his face when he... Okay, no, I got gotcha. you. Uh, let's see. None of the victims left suicide notes and most were found kneeling or in a prayer position. Uh, Anthony Martin, 19, hanged himself on April 26th in 2007 in Bridgend. He had been depressed and receiving treatment from his general practitioner for depression. James Knight, 26, was found hanged in his home May 17th. I'd say poor treatment. Huh? I'd say poor treatment from his practitioner. Well, yeah, his doctor let him down there. Uh, James Knight was found hanged in his home May 17th, 2007. James's friend... Well, we're going to mention Lee Jenkins here again. Was found hanged. Well, yeah, he was friends with Lee Jenkins. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot. Well, they're all, you know, if it's a small town, they're all yeah, going to be intertwined. Exactly. They're, they're all around the same age. Uh, Zachary Barnes, 17, was found hanged from a washing line. It's a strong-ass washing line. Uh, August 9, 2007. Now, you know, these are all young males for up to now. Up till now, but it, and, changed. Uh, it changes. And I wonder, because this happens a lot in Japan. Um, the fuck was Causes people to kill themselves. Premature ejaculation. You in Japan? They so were, people in Japan are premature ejaculation. They'll do don't kill the, themselves. Aren't you the face of premature uh, ejaculation? They, if they're for <laughs> pump Charlie, it's the they face. will they will run a knife right through too themselves. Uh, and you know what? Uh, you know, and you, maybe you had to deal with this too, Timmy. But you know what caused a shitload of suicides in Japan? Oh, what's that? Microsoft Vista. <laughs> I mean, people were just jumping off buildings, Harry, suicides. What's wrong with him? He's the face of ED, bloody stool. But when he does get a boner, it's the premature ejaculation. And I'll give you another one. Now, this is weird. This struck me as weird because I didn't even know what this was. Losing at sidewalk chicken. What's sidewalk chicken? Uh, well, apparently sidewalk, sidewalk chicken is when you're walking. You know how you're walking down the, the sidewalk? <laughs> and someone's coming the opposite at you. In the opposite direction? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you move aside for that person. You have to kill yourself? You have to kill yourself. In Japan? In Japan. Wow. You don't have to, but people do. I didn't even know there was such a thing oh, as sidewalk well, Timmy's chicken. Well, Timmy's got his knockout game hat, so he can <laughs> yeah. just go right through them. Never, never lose a game of sidewalk chicken ticket. Timmy. All right. Uh, Jason Williams, 21, was found hanged at home August 23, 2007. A post-mortem examination found traces of medication taken for back pain in the bloodstream of Williams, but nothing else that might have affected his judgment. He had a uh, Percocet. God, wish I had a Percocet right now. Uh, Alan Rees, a, Rees, a pathologist, gave the cause of death as asphyxia, Due to the ligature marks, due to a ligature around the neck, so hanging. Yeah, it's uh, 
regular Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, he's on top of some shit, isn't he? I guess they don't he's get He's like Quincy. And I think guns are pretty well controlled over there. Yes. Much like they are in Japan, which is surprising because these people don't shoot themselves. They find other ways to do I'm it. I'll make you a deal. You mm-hmm. shut the fuck up and I will send you to Japan. No, then I end up killing myself. Well, that's the price we all have to pay, isn't it? Sometimes you get up to the thing and don't have correct change, like you get on the subway, bus, whatever. They kill themselves just for not having correct change. Continue, Brandy. (laughs) (laughs) Looks good, Kiel. Continue, Brandy. Uh, I, Andrew O'Neill, 19, was found hanged September 13, 2007. Andrew was found by his mother hanging in a nearby empty house. Now that's it. It was later reported in an inquest that he appeared to be very edgy and nervous just before his death. Luke Goodbridge, 20, was found hanged in November. Luke was described as happy and with a good circle of friends and plenty to live for. On November 12, 2007, he was found by his heartbroken mother hanging from a wardrobe by his dressing gown cord. These some bitches Another need to Dale stop Kroll's that. Friends. No, you can't just have your mama finding your dead hanging body. The fuck's, see, this proves my point. All these people, they, you, they might be victims, but I'm guessing, again, the 60% rule applies. These people that killed themselves where the mama could find them, they're just assholes. Hmm. Just assholes. They're kids. They're they kids. The youngest one was First 15 all, years old. Of course they're assholes. They're teenage boys. No, nah, they're like in 22, 23. Yeah, teenage boys. You kill yourself they're where all, your mama can find you. No, they're assholes because they're just little boys. Continue. Uh, and let's see. Well, see, Tim, he made me lose my spot, Timmy. I'm sorry. Luke Goodridge, 20 years old. I was in November. Oh, no, I already went over that. See, motherfuckers. <laughs> huh, another one of Dale Kroll's friends. She would have to kill herself for Liam losing Clark. a spot. Liam Clark, yes. Liam Clark. You're hesitating. You have to kill yourself. I will devil. rip out your heart. <laughs> Liam Clark. Was I'll rip off your head and shit down your neck. <laughs> the devil getting a little riled. He is. He is. Liam Clark. Uh, another young victim. God damn it. All right. Uh, he died the same way in a park two days after Christmas in 2007. Liam worked as a shop assistant and enjoyed playing pool and football. Sounds like his personal ad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he was probably on Bebo. It's probably where they Probably. Going. A friend of Liam's, Gareth Morgan, 27, hanged himself at home on the anniversary of Kroll's death. I mean, I mean they're finding people every day. Mm-hmm. 2010 2009. I mean, this shit was happening every other day. Well, what anniversary of Kroll's death? You uh, can't swing uh, the following year. Dale Crow. Yeah, the, he died in 2007. This was yeah, 2008. Well, you can't swing a dead Japanese person without finding one of these hanging people over there. Swing didn't a dead cat. Yeah. All right. Uh, the inquest heard Morgan. Uh, oh, the inquest said Morgan sent his ex girlfriend, um, Lena Lean Stone, a text message telling her he would see her in the next life before hanging himself. In her statement, Stone said he texted her shortly after midnight on January 5th, but she didn't see the message until 9.30 a.m. I didn't reply to the text. I just assumed he was drunk talking. Drunk text. You ever do drunk text, Colonel? I don't drink. I don't drink. I will sometimes do tired texts. Now, in Japan, they do the sake Mm-hmm. Texting. Yeah, the sake texting. Yeah. And then if you say something, if you find out the next day that you have sent a, a dick pic to somebody, 
You have to kill yourself. And the person who receives the basket. Has to kill themselves, yeah. yeah. They already have. <laughs> if they got a dick pic from you, that's already happened. <laughs> Not me. You know what? They, now, there, there are several of them over there that got them from Anthony Weiner. <laughs> those, wow. those people still getting them from Anthony Weiner over there. You, you'll be hard-pressed to find one that hasn't seen Anthony Weiner's Weiner. Good thing you. For Good real. Brandy. Oh, you know the worst worst thing you can do over there, though? And you have to kill yourself. It's an accepted custom. Farting out loud. If you... The silent ones, even if they stink up the whole room, you can get by the with SPDs, that. The SPDs, silent but, but deadly. Yeah, you can get by with that. Mm-hmm. But if somebody hears the toot mm-hmm. and it's in public. What if you crop dust? <laughs> <laughs> Explain crop dusting to me, that No, I, I don't think you have to kill yourself then. <laughs> but, I agree. But the people around you may want to kill themselves. Well, <laughs> tell me, you got to tell me which crop dust is. Oh, come I on, you can know. figure it out. Really, you don't know? I don't know. That's when uh, that's when you got you're holding in a fart and you're holding in a fart, and then you start walking it. Oh God! I figured that. Or I did not know that one. Or you're in an aisle mm-hmm. and you just kind of crop dust that aisle and leave. <laughs> oh, so for the, but if you got real balls, if you're a man, you stay there. <laughs> that's right. You don't ever stay there. Oh no. You're <laughs> like fucking lioness on peanuts, man. That shit just. <laughs> you move on. You leave it there in that aisle, and you move to the next now, aisle. Uh, oh, the, now, this is a true story. Oh, God damn. Remember when Amway was popular, Timmy? Yes. Okay. My brother was caught up in that, and he, he had us go to a meeting, and it was a bunch of bullshit. Well, I knew the first hour and a half of my life. This guy comes to my house, Timmy. Mm-hmm. He's a guy I don't know really well at all. He was a, he was a guy that worked with... His wife worked with Renee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're sitting at our dining room table. Him and his wife come. They're both dressed to the nine. She's got a suit on. He's got a suit on. Professional. Very pretty one. And you're in He's going pants, on. Right? Yeah, I'm You know, I'm sitting around in my boxes. He's making his Gross. presentation. With company over? Yeah, and he had red hair. Mm. And, yeah. And so he's making this present. Being as professional as, as uh, he could you're be. You're sitting there scratching your balls. <laughs> pretty much. All of a sudden, Timmy... He accidentally tries to sneak one out, but he let it rip. Uh huh. And the sound just kind of hung in the air. Well, yeah, what do you say? Whilst we all three looked at each other <laughs> as to how we were going to. That really ruins your presentation. Handle really this situation. It takes away some credibility. Yeah. Now, Renee, being the polite woman she is, decided she could ignore this. The wife decided it was in her best interest to ignore this. You, however. Me, however. You wanted to point it out. <laughs> I decided. Because that guy didn't know. I looked at Renee, and Renee looked at me and froze me in place. So I decided I could ignore that, too. Until the dumb son bitch said, Oh, my God, I am so sorry. <laughs> when he did that... I could not contain myself any longer. (laughs) And (laughs) to ask him if he had just shat upon my floor. (laughs) You know, one time. It was the end of the presentation because I could not stop laughing. (laughs) One time I went to meet uh, uh, my uh, girlfriend's parents. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I was... I was had an upset stomach. 
And so I met them, and you know, I'm, we're sitting there in the living room or whatever, and I'm playing with their dog. They have a cute little dog. And um, uh, remember when uh, Shaanana was popular? Yeah, Bowser. Bowser. Okay. Well, they named the, the dog's name was Bowser. So I'm playing with the dog, and I'm I'm having you know intestinal problems. Was there a rumbly in your tummy? And there was a rumble, so there was a there was some movement. Movement. So I'm playing with this dog, and so mm-hmm. my girlfriend's mother says Bowser, and I'm thinking, okay, cool. They think the dog is having the you know the intestinal problems. So I'm I'm playing with the dog. Did you shit on the dog? No, I'm playing with the dog. <laughs> that's a better story. I'm playing with the dog again, and it happens again and again. The mother says Bowser. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. I'm, you know, I'm getting Take by that with this. to the vet. I'm, I'm keeping this dog close. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so the third time it happens. I know where you're going. The third time it happens, the woman says, Bowser, get over here before he shits all over you. <laughs> Sorry, it's an old joke. Back to Bridgeton. <laughs> Take it all, bitch. Take it all. Back to Bridgeton. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, let's see. So, so the little, so the girlfriend did not respond to his text because she saw it at nine thirty the next morning, and thought he was just or his message or whatever. So she assumed he was just drunk talking. He was found hanging in his room later that day. A handwritten note said, "Ma'am, I'm sorry. I just can't do it no more. Tell Leanne I love her. I love you. All my love, Gareth." Yeah, he was one of the uh, only one of a couple who left uh, suicide notes. Uh, let's see. Natasha Randall, seventeen, posted a cheery tribute on Liam Clark's Bebo memorial page on January fifteenth, two thousand eight. R.I.P. Clarky boy, gonna miss you. Always remember the G.D. Times. I assume that's good. Yeah. Or not. It's, you know, it's, it's, I always remember the guy. Tweet, tweet, uh, I remember that shit. Yeah. Abbreviation. Uh, two days later, she hanged herself. Natasha lived with her father, Kelvin, good God, and stepmother, Katrina, in, I don't she know. She was a cute name. little girl. I mean, she was, I mean, she's about 17. She's adorable. Every time I hear the name Natasha, though. She was the first female. I picture her saying, Toys, Moose, and Squirrel. Toys, Moose, and Squirrel. Toys, Moose, and Squirrel. Son of a bitch, there's your phone again. Now, you know what? I'm about having enough of this. Yeah, could you be a little more professional, Timmy? I'm sorry. For shit's sake. I'm sorry. It's breaking news. Go continue. It's not. But so they lived in Ballingraw. Yeah, close enough. Or Gar, whatever. Well, it's a village in the G A R W Valley. It's near Bridgeton. Just north of Bridgeton. Yeah. For reasons unknown, Natasha hanged herself in her bedroom while whilst her parents were downstairs. She was a student at Bridgen College, where she was undertaking a course uh, in childhood care studies. She was another fanatical user of the Bebo networking site. I wonder if they were being bullied. I wonder if it was a subliminal thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. We'll get into theories. Tasha. Who the f- Oh, Tasha. She, it's Natasha. She went yeah. with Natasha. Uh, was said to be fascinated by suicide, apparently talked about it regularly. And even more distressing, the fact that the media reported was that within 24 hours of her death, two of her 15-year-old friends also attempted suicide. They, however, failed. Mm. Uh, what is fascinating about suicide? Like, 
Whatever. It's a messy business. Suicide is a, it's ugly, messy business. And but it, you beca- it becomes glamorized. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And you don't think sick. of the repercussions. Well, not only for repercussions of your family, but you don't think of you know how you know you may you can hang yourself and you can hang for a while before you. Oh, you know, I know. Yeah, uh, and then you soil yourself, you yeah, piss yeah, on yeah, yourself, your eyes bulge out, your tongue turns your tongue big comes and out, purple. Yeah. The press found youngsters that implied it was becoming cool in the area to keep the apparent uh, macabre chain going. Why can't they just smoke? All the cool kids All smoke the cool kids when are I was doing a kid. It. Angie Fuller, age 18, was found hanged on February 4, 2008. Angie was found by her fiancé, Joel Williams, hanging from a banister in their home in Bridge End, Glamorgan. Angie, who got engaged to Joel two weeks earlier on January 21st, 2008, was said to have everything to live for. Angie's death came days after the funeral of Natasha Randall. Uh, let's see. On February 12th, 2008, Nathaniel Pritchard, 17, was found hanging in his bedroom. So there, the population of this little town is just this one in is, the shit. I just like to be that motherfucker yeah. that has to stay. You has know the size of the, the, the population and, well, and has and, to run down there and keep the yeah. and take a one off. And, or the coroner who's right. who's working overtime. This one, there's a lot. Of, this one is particularly. Yeah, okay, so let's yeah, so, walk through this one slowly because this one is. All right. Okay. I'm probably going to have to because it's going to be fucked up. All right. On February 12, 2008, Nathaniel Pritchard, 17, was found hanging in his bedroom. He lived almost two days on life support before dying. So, uh, his aunt notified her daughter. So, that would be Nathaniel's cousin. Yeah, Kelly Stevens. Twi- I got this. Okay. Still. All right. Jeez. Continue, please. Uh, Can you not look again, devil? <laughs> no, I need my eyebrows done, so it probably looks a lot meaner. Uh, so, his aunt notified her daughter... 20-year-old Kelly Stevenson of her cousin's death the next day. Angie. Who the hell's Angie? That's the mom. Okay. Angie was staying with relatives in Folkstone, Kent, about four hours away when she was told that her cousin Nathaniel was on life support after hanging himself. Angie was the aunt's name. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Kelly was, it's Kelly. Kelly Stevenson was the cousin. Right. Okay, she was away visiting relatives. Her mom, which was this little boy's aunt, calls her to tell her, give her the news. Right. And her name is Angie. Her name is Kelly. I'm sorry. The mom's name is Angie? No. Angie was another. Goddamn, this is like Appalachian family reunion right here. Okay, so so we're clear. Angie, Angie was another victim. Okay, Kelly is the cousin of the little fifteen-year-old. Right. Okay, and she's okay. she's away visiting relatives about four hours away. Okay, Angie. Kelly. The first. I know what it says. I'm saying it's Kelly. It was Kelly. The was first list okay. to solve Stevens. this mystery. Who's <laughs> <laughs> we'll okay. on first? Kelly Stevenson. Okay, so Kelly. We have to hire you a proofreader. Yeah. Kelly Stevens. Kelly was staying with relatives in Folkestone, Kent, about four hours away when she was told that her cousin Nathaniel was on life support after hanging himself. Right. Nathaniel lived just 14 doors away from Kelly. Um, she was also good friends with Liam Clark and Tasha Randall. On hearing the news, 
of her cousin's suicide attempt, Kelly went crying into the bedroom where she was later found hanged by her uncle. So her cousin kills himself. She's given the news. She kills herself. Yes, and was found by her uncle. Was it Nathaniel's dad? No, no, no. This was a different Different uncle. uncle. Yeah, different uncle. Um, Her mother and father drove the four hours to Kent to identify... Their, their girl's body. And this is, Colonel, this is what you're bringing up, how gory it is. They, I've seen these people interviewed, and mm-hmm. she was saying, just what you were saying, her tongue was out. Her tongue, swollen, tongue comes out, swollen. becomes engorged, purple. Yeah. Her I eyes mean, bulge, her eyes turn blood red. Yeah, it's just um, horrific. And <clears throat> But they had to have the parents, even though they knew they knew who they she was. Have you know they know who she was. You called her Angie. Well, I mean, even though <laughs> the coroner knew who she was because she was with family members, it was her parents that had to identify her. Just imagine having to go identify her. No, no, blow. Yeah. All right, six weeks later, Kelly's dad, Dean Stevenson, was found by his wife hanging on the children's swing set in their backyard. Uh, her nine-year-old son had to cut his father down, which... You know, sack it up, Sally. Go out there and cut your husband well, down. Don't have the nine-year-old do it. Well, the thing was, I mean, um, it, the point of this is that the, you had the nephew kill himself. Right, and the cousin. And the cu- and then their daughter kill himself. Right. Husband couldn't deal with it. He killed he himself. He kills himself, yeah. And then, but then, no. you know, she has the nine-year-old cut him down. Well... I mean, you know, yeah, that's how people react. To well, give it. At this point, you know what? But now this is um, about how gruesome it is. Mm-hmm. And this is why they used to use, you know, they considered being a hangman a skill. Is because that all, what happens is it's, you know, the noose goes around your neck. It allows blood in, but not blood out. Mm-hmm. But if you are hung properly, if you're well I'm hung, hung properly, so, if you're hung, well hung, so to speak. <laughs> Jesus. And you drop and it breaks your neck immediately. Uh, that does not happen to you because mm-hmm. your blood stops pumping. Um, your heart stops pumping blood into your face and head. Mm-hmm. So all you have is a little burn mark around your neck and a floppy head. You know, mm-hmm. you got you hitting it with a floppy hitting head. Hitting it with but, a floppy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but it's when you when you see somebody who's died like that, they have died in a gruesome. Uh, just an awful way because they have taken a long time to die. Yeah. So um, this this so they're small, committed, but this family mm-hmm. was particularly hard. But if you if you uh, we've gone over hangings before. If you don't mm-hmm. get the uh, length right. the rope right, you can tear the head off. Yeah. If you get it right, you break the neck. They die right away. If you do break the neck, that person they don't get that engorged tongue, the bulging eyes, everything else, because the blood doesn't pump into their heart anymore. Mm. Did you learn that last night when you were at the hospital writhing in pain? I was. It was a Sunday night that I was writhing in pain. I did not go to the hospital. I went to my medical practitioner. You turned down Percocet. Uh, he Jack offered me Percocet. If he was he in Japan, he'd have to kill himself. He should. Yeah. Well, you know what? And they... Uh, and this happened, you know, today, Devil, I had to run home because I forgot my wallet. Mm-hmm. Forgot yeah, my you were cell phone. Like three hours. Misplacing your keys. Mm-hmm. Last year, 1,106 people in Japan killed themselves for misplacing their keys. I think you're making that up. Brandy. Nope. 1,106. Look what it up else on happened? Wikipedia. Due to concerns that there was now a suicide contagion, the media stopped reporting on the deaths, yet they could just continued unabated. Uh, in 2013, John Michael Williams, who was probably a serial killer, no, he was produced the documentary Bridge End about the suicides. 
The local media, local media and officials wouldn't talk to him. A policeman told him if he spoke to him, he'd be fired. Instead, Williams interviewed surviving relatives and friends of the deceased. One of the young people Williams interviewed was Justin Beecham. He had been good friends with Tom Davies and a number of the other victims. On camera, Beecham told... Beecham called... On camera, Beecham called the whole notion of a suicide pact silly. He claimed his friends who hanged themselves were selfish and not considered the family and friends they left behind and wondering left behind wondering what drove them to end their life. Uh, three weeks after that interview, Justin Beecham, 22 years old, hanged himself and did not leave a note. It's a yeah. dick move. That hypocritical cocksucker. Yeah, I mean, if you right. see, if you watch the documentary, it's weird because this guy is throughout. You know, he's kind of they're interviewing him and his, his mother, and they're friends with the Davies family who lost their son, and they're interviewing him throughout this thing. And then, you know, he become you know, and he's telling, you know, he's basically saying how, you know, selfish it is and how, uh, you know, how what a stupid move it is. He goes to the hospital, actually. He tried to, I was telling uh, Chuck this earlier, um, he, Justin, tried to hang himself by suspenders and they broke. His mom found out about it, got him to go to the hospital. He goes to the hospital on a Saturday. They tell him to come back Monday. They're busy. He goes home and then he hangs himself. So busy. So Colonel, what what's going on over there? Why, why is this happening in this small town? Well, Timmy, nobody could really seem to <clears throat> um, figure that one out. All right, tell me about it. Now there's uh, now suicide outbreaks like this are, are rare, but they're not new, Timmy. Um, Sigmund Freud. Um, who, I used to call him Sig. Siggy. Yeah. Siggy. Uh, he, he himself committed suicide. Assisted suicide. Assisted suicide, but he didn't kill himself. Well, well, was there. He committed su- assisted suicide, yeah. which is kind of a... Um, and he was progressive. Right. Yes. He held a conference in the 1920s on teen suicide clusters. Now, it happened in Germany, Australia, Japan, U.S., Canada, and Micronesia, mm-hmm. of all places which um, the people from Micronesia hail from Japan. There's not a whole lot to do in Micronesia. No. Very small. Yes, very no. small. As opposed micro, to, they have micropenises over there. As opposed to Macronesia, which exactly. is a happening place. <laughs> very very happening. Very, very fast. Now, psychologists familiar with the ph- phenomenon um, say it's a classic case of the Werther effect. What's the Werther effect? Well, the Did they Werther, give people butterscotches? It's, it's a butterscotch candy, Timmy. No, it's not. Tell us no, what the Werther the effect, Werther effect is. The Werther effect is ghost novel, The Sorrows of Young Werther, about a young man who puts a gun to his head to end the agony of his unrequited love. Requited. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I have plenty of those. I'm acquitted. I have plenty of those. And because he can't find his place in the provincial bourgeois society of the day, so he puts the gun to his head and it's all over. Just because you stand out in front of a woman's house all night does not make you a stalker. It does a little. It does a little, but... Was well, that? if you're masturbating. It yeah. Well, did you bring snacks? All right. Now, this so, novel... I, I pitched a tent. <laughs> a, a trouser tent? Because that's a different I'm story just saying, well. you know, people are so quick to call you a stalker. <laughs> they are quick to call you a stalker. <laughs> you can and get that restraining. One dead cat in a mailbox, <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. get labeled. Yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, labeled for life. Restraining order yeah. and... But anyway, good continue. Okay, now the weather, weather effect. What the weather it? effect. This was published in 1774, and this prompted young men all over Europe to dress like weather and take their lives. Hmm. I don't it's all called, also called the contagion effect and copycat suicide. One person does it, and that lowers the threshold, making it easier and more permissible for the next. It's much like jaywalking, Timmy. Well, you see one person jaywalk, ten people at a crosswalk. One person jaywalks, the next person thinks. Oh, jaywalking's okay. So they jaywalk. Yeah, and I think it, they, the the theory behind it is, it, it, if you're not going to commit suicide, you wouldn't necessarily do it. But if you had those tendencies anyway, and then a bunch of your friends are you know going around hanging themselves, then in, then you know you might be more likely to do it. Continue, Colonel. Now, publicity will uh, exponentially accelerate the spread of this contagion, Timmy. Um, in, uh, You're a learned man. In the, in the late 1970s, there were a number of self-immolations. And if you don't know what that is, self-immolations... Catch yourself on fire. It's when you set yourself on fire. It is, Timmy. Mm-hmm. And not on accident, like you're lighting a cigarette from a gas stove. Yeah. it's I mean, on purpose. You pour gas on or yourself. You're passing gas and you put a big lighter behind you. Yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. You, you get a backdraft on that and it'll burn <laughs> the inside of your butthole. <laughs> it happens. 
I, it has. It, I, I, it would happen. You sent 37 emails and 15 texts within an hour, and you're a fucking stalker. <laughs> now, see, who's, who's accused? Because it seems like you're dealing with somebody who's a little hypersensitive. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> just, just because you send someone dead flowers on Valentine's Day. Wow. Does it mean you're a stalker? No, it doesn't. Continue, Colonel. Okay. In the late 1970s, there were a number of these self-emoliations in England and Wales. And I call them emoliations just because I like the sound of the word. Self-emoliations sounds like you molested yourself. This is when you catch yourself on fire. But there was a number of them. Yeah, I think I'd rather molest myself than catch myself on now, fire. Now, within a year a after the media picked them up, the toll shot up to 82 people. Yeah once, he's, yeah, once this gets out in the media. <coughs> yeah. You couldn't swing a suicidal mm-hmm. Japanese person again without a person mm-hmm. hitting a person on fire. Mm-hmm. And now the Japanese don't often set themselves on fire, Timmy. They use a sword. Well, yeah. Or, yeah. I got you. But I'm telling you, if you're in a rice store. Why would you set yourself on fire? Because, my God, if you live... You're in pain the rest of your and, life. And while you're dying, you got to be in terrible pain. Yes. That takes commitment. Why? takes commitment and effort. Yeah, the Buddhist monk in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah I, can, I tip my, my cat to you, Mr. My hat to you, Mr. On Fire Man. Continue, Colonel. Let's, so, let's get to the bottom of these Now, most of these, most of these women, the, most of the people that kept themselves on fire were women in their 30s. Well, mm-hmm. well even though mature adults shit. have more life under their belts and are less vulnerable sure, than adolescents, sure was, they set themselves on fire, or <laughs> well, maybe they burned it. The husband's flicking a match. <laughs> yeah. right. All right, go ahead. No, I, I, I'm confident that they're setting themselves on fire. All right, okay. Um, but statistically, females are uh, much less to uh, statistically much less prone to take their own lives. But in these fires. These female pyrogenics. Is it pyrotechnics? Maybe. Maybe. Pyrotechnics could be. Um, Probably not. Though. It was. It was females. Now, humans in general are hugely, highly suggestible. Is that a vagina? Especially when no. things aren't falling into place. I say, I know a vagina when I see one, and that is not a vagina. Okay. Continue, Colonel. In the England and Wales, there were roughly five thousand suicides. And roughly six, 60 million people per year. This would until recently have led to about 2,000 hangings a year, 34 hangings per million per year. <clears throat> 3.5. Timmy's giving us some kind of Heart fucked up million. math lesson here. Right. Um, not really Which sure he really what should not be. On. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you should have had 3.5 per 100,000. Bridgend in South Wales has a population of 40,000. Yeah, I mean, it's a small town. Yeah. The Greater Bridgend area has a population of 130,000. So there should be 18, uh, although this directly contradicts what Timmy just said, at three and a half hangings per 100,000, there should be 18 hangings per 100,000 people. Okay, over a five-year period, you're yeah, right. now. right. 24 per over a hundred for 130,000 people. Is there an over-under? In recent years, however, both the UK and US, there have been a rise in the number of hangings so that the mode of death 
now accounts for 50% of all cases. Hmm. Now, here's here's an interesting story. Not story, but an interesting tidbit. I doubt it. Do you know what state in the United States has the highest suicide rate? Ohio. No. Cincinnati. Montana. Interesting. Why? Montana. Bored. Be, well, no, that's part of it. The part of it is they live in an isolated society. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very physical environment. They're on uh, a commune. They're cattle, you know, cattlemen, whatever. And culturally, this is a cultural thing. When men feel like they have outlived their usefulness, when they physically, because you know, people like me and you, Timmy, we make our living with our minds. Yeah. But these men make the living with their physical labor. Mm-hmm. I mean, they you know they raise cattle. They, it's a very physical job. Mm-hmm. When they feel like they are no longer physically capable, they feel like they're not useful. Mm-hmm. And it's culturally accepted to just shoot yourself. To I, don't, be a, a, I don't know that that we would call that culturally acceptable. Yeah, in their in their area, it is. I mean, I it's just something that happens in that account. and it's. You know, Montana has a huge gun culture, obviously, because these people are very rural. Um, if you're going to be in Montana working out with cattle, you better have a gun because I think we talked about this before. But what type of what what time of year are the most suicides in the United States? Um, I believe in the spring, election time. It's in spring. <laughs> that might be too. Yeah. it is in spring. A lot of people think the holidays. Yeah, no, it's in the spring. It's in the spring. Uh, and the theory behind that is that you know there's a renewal. People feel hope, but people who are depressed don't feel that. Well, I think that, I, you know, <clears throat> as a person who has suffered from depression, and you suffered from depression, mm-hmm. the winter time to right be the, the toughest time, <laughs> the <laughs> toughest time and, and for people. Yes. So this is my theory, is that people are holding on to spring. It's like once the warm weather can get here, you know, I'll oh, be okay. My problems will be And gone. then spring comes and nothing changes. Yeah, there's and no like, renewal for them. I'm done. Right and, now. you know, I worked in a hospital for a while, and... You would we would see you would see in a psych ward, and you see people come in who were just you know they couldn't hardly uh, walk. They were so depressed, and you didn't have to worry about them committing suicide at that point. You yeah, know, you had to worry about them when they started when they feeling, started to get better when yeah. they could get a little bit of motivation yeah. in them and a little bit of energy. And that's the danger is people think yeah oh they're getting better yeah it's a narrow window uh-huh. after they've hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. That they start to you start to see a, a increase in a betterment of activity, mm-hmm. greater activity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's, high, high risk time. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a very high risk time. Um, so anyway, statistically, this place was just off the charts for you know um, for suicides, mm-hmm. especially young young folks. Now, there have likely been a lot more self-destructions than this in, in Bridgend. Uh, coroners have considerable discretion as to what they're going to use, how they, the narrative they use by, in calling something a suicide. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. They can, they, I mean, they can find someone hanging, and they say, well, yeah. Could have been not, an accident. Yeah. Yeah. So, one of the primary they're indi- cooking the books. indicators of intent is a suicide note. Um, and in the bridge in cases, there were few suicide notes. So coroners, um, it was easier for coroners to manage perception of what, what might have been going on. Females seem to prefer open classification to suicide because there's less of a stigma and perhaps less second-guessing by parents and loved ones. This particular epidemic in Wales <clears throat> has followed a pattern. 
On July 17, 2000 of last year, uh, 2008, the first female 15th suicide of the cluster, Natasha, who we talked about, was found hanging in her bedroom. <clears throat> this was front page stuff. The tabloids were all over Bridge, and the story went national, then international in less than a week. The sudden global attention here precipitated or permitted four hangings over the next month. Three of them were girls, and it's very unusual for girls to hang themselves. Yeah. It's very unusual for women to kill themselves in a way that's going to disfigure in a, themselves. In a violent way, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, because then people talk about you while you're dead. Well, and I mean, it sounds it, it sounds stupid, but there is this concern about the parents. Yeah, yeah, you know, they they. I wasn't being funny. Like, no, you yeah. don't want people to talk about you. The only one, the only thing they want you want them to say is. She looks great. Yeah. yeah, so they don't shoot themselves. They don't hang themselves. They don't throw themselves in front of trains. What they what they usually do is they just nag you and yeah, nag you. Yeah, they overdose or something. Yeah, they overdose or cut the wrists. That's a very mm-hmm. popular um, way for females to do it. Um, now, there are more prone to do it as a cry for help than to go through it. This is known as psychopathological par- and psychological par- parlance as parasuicide. Deliberate self-harm without real suicidal intent. So it's a attention-seeking well, I cry think for help. People who are depressed will do. They reach a point where they don't feel like people are hearing them. Mm-hmm. I feel that way all the time in this room. Yeah, yeah. but we don't want you to hang yourself, do we? No. Well, here's no, we don't. We really don't want you to hang yourself. But can I have some of your stuff if you do? Pop tarts. No. Pop tarts. No, I'm out of Pop-Tarts. So here's my question. Yeah. In your opinion, not yours so much, but in your opinion, do you think that perhaps, and and this goes actually for anywhere because I don't know what the healthcare system is like over in England, but, you know, if we can get some mental health professionals to, you know, if if mental health um, was easier to access, mental health help were, were easier to access, was... You know, covered by insurance, or you know, whatever. I mean, could that have made a difference? Can it make? The, could it make a difference in Montana? I, yeah, I mean, I think I think that um, you know, there was a movement in the '60s to deinstitutionalize people and put people on medication. One of the theories that Chuck is going to talk about that is is uh, one of the theories behind these suicides is the use of antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I think there is this fear that if you talk about it you know there's going to be this contagion and I think I think I mean I feel just the opposite I don't know how you feel Chip but I think just the opposite if you the more you talk about it the less um, power it has and it's not as um, you know it, 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 people can open up and talk about it whereas if it's this Oh, let's not talk about it. Let's not put this in the news. Let's not have any discussion about it. Then you don't know if your son or daughter is considering this. Where at least if if it's out in the open, you can have those discussions. Well, were you ever concerned with your your sons? I've been extremely concerned with my sons having problems with depression and wondering if that I will pass that along. You know, it has a genetic component. So it's it's conversations we have had repeatedly, especially when you have two boys uh, going away to college who literally had just two weeks ago turned 18. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be in a strange town where they had each other, but 
you know, far you away to, from home. You have to tell them that anything that happens, you have to communicate with me. You have to tell me how you're doing. And Taylor, we were on um, vacation one summer, and he told me that he was starting to struggle a little bit. And when we uh, got him back to Chicago, we set him up with a therapist, and he, uh, he really ran a short course of therapy. He now he was not at that point, you know, of he was he was telling me that he was starting to feel feelings of depression, mm-hmm. um, and and so you know we set him up with it, and, and that's one thing I always wanted the boys to do is tell me exactly how they were feeling because. Yes, it does. I, I think it does. It gives people a place to turn. Mm-hmm. People have to have a place to turn. And the sad part, and a lot of these, <clears throat> on a lot of these uh, suicides in Bridgeton, the kids were talked to their parents, and they would say, "This, I'll never do this." And then two weeks later, you know, they're hanging them. So how about with yeah. your, how about with your uh, your? I mean, of course, no is too young, but your older son. I always worry about him. He doesn't. You know, he's he's got some a little bit of depression, but he seems to deal with it. He deals with it all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it really makes me wonder because we had such a hard time with him for so long, getting him into therapy, finding a child, you know, a child psychiatrist, and and he's on some medication um, for some different things. But you know, medication is not always the answer, and maybe you know, talk therapy or you mm-hmm. know, whatever. But you know, all of these things, and and you know, in light of recent. Um, you know, shootings and bombings and all these kinds of things. It really makes you wonder if perhaps if our country had a better access to mental health professionals, if, if if that was something that, you know, not just a few people could afford, but everybody insurance could cover it. Insurance would cover it. Yeah. Because there are places like I, ha- I have great insurance through my husband, mm. but not every place will take, not every... Um, mental health professional will take it mm-hmm. um, because it reimburses them so little. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it doesn't really behoove these people to get into psychiatry unless you're talking about self-pay individuals who come in and pay yeah, $150 no dollars for... No yeah, I mean, so... Well, very, very few people make which, money in mental health, except with the pharmaceutical companies. No, if, no, what happens is much like my own cases is, is what happens is you are primarily dealt with by your general practitioner. Right. Mm-hmm. And the general practitioner will tell you, you know, okay, I will prescribe you medication. Yeah. I want you to see a counselor. But the counselor, now the general practitioner treating you for medication is not a problem at all. Once you get into counseling and other things, therapists, that becomes very tricky with do they take your insurance? Right. Will they... How long is a waiting list? I mean, when well, you're feeling bad... How many sessions? How many sessions can you yeah. have? How yeah. many... So, you know, people... It, it's funny. We know for a fact that the most effective treatment of these ailments, depression, anxiety, everything else, is a combination of medication and therapy. You know, combine the two. But we don't allow that to happen. No. You know, it, it's we, mostly just, you're just going to get medication. You're going to get medication. But then we all wonder. Help. But then everybody wonders when these things happen, when we have a bombing, when we have this. Well, what happened? How could this have been prevented? What well, ha- I mean, even, what the, even like the police shootings. I mean, it, uh, a yeah. lot of mental health. I mean, uh, most of the uh, police officers today is spent dealing with mental health issues. Yeah. Yeah. People who are who, uh, who were in the past 
hospitalized. I, and you know, and, and it seems heartless. And we we did this to uh, plain and simple. We did it to save money. That's what we did. And you know, we did it. Did the institutionalization. Yeah, we did this under the facade of protecting their freedoms. Well, when you're feeding somebody three times a day, you know, and you release them to go live in a park, I don't know how you're protecting their freedoms right. or doing them any good. Right. And and they don't get their medications. A lot of times... And I believe we should go back to institutionalizing. And a lot of times they will act out simply because they know they're going to get arrested. And if they get arrested, they'll get their meds. And they'll get food. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think... And shelter. And our, that's what deals with our, our mental health issues today with the population, overwhelming population, is the prison system, the court system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the cops have to be social workers. They have to be mental health professionals as well as being and, police know, officers. I told that to my son the other day. We were talking about, you know, it's obviously in the news with the police. And I said, you know, the one thing that you have to remember is when you're making you try to see sides to things, you know, everybody's side to things. Yeah, and there's no but we there's live, no black and white, there's just a lot of gray. There is a lot of gray, but we live in a country that has so many illegal guns. So many illegal guns. And then as you said, we have police officers who are spending the majority of their time dealing with people with mental health issues. Mm-hmm. When they're not dealing with mental health issues, in this country, what we don't want to say realistically is at any given moment, a, a policeman is very likely to be a, dealing with a person who has an illegal firearm. It's it's not unlikely at all. And mentally ill. Or, and, and or mentally ill. Yeah. So, you know, we have to, we yeah. have to, if, if we, we can't just make this a one-sided thing. We have to look at what is causing systemic. It is a systemic thing that I think, you know, personally, you you know, you know policemen, I know a lot of county policemen. It's I would not do the job. Well, I mean, it's just too and define mental health, try and find mental health professionals for children. Uh, oh yeah, almost impossible. It's almost impossible. Yeah. And because, you know, I had to, my, my oldest son had some problems and we were dealing with it and we put him, um, we put him in a hospital mm-hmm. and um, it, was, it was so hard. It was so awful. And we put him in a hospital and the doctors, um, who were very, very sweet, um, said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to detox him off the meds that he's on. Um, and then we're going to, you know, we'll talk to him and see if we can, you know, get to the root of some of it. And then we'll we'll add some medication and we'll see mm-hmm. what he responds to and what he doesn't. Perfect. And really, that's I mean, when you're talking about meds, that's it, the way it should be. It, yeah, and it it is a lot of guesswork. You don't know right. what med medication is going to work, what amount of medication is going to work. It's a lot of trial and error. Well, they um, about I don't know a couple days into this, you know, flushing out his meds. Um, the insurance decided that Jacob didn't need to stay there anymore. Yeah, and refused to pay for yeah, anything. The insurance further. made that call. The insurance made that call. Um, and there's your death panels. And the doctors, I mean, the yeah. doctors were so oh, upset. Yeah. And you know, of course, I don't think I don't even think I was. Yeah, maybe I was working, but um, but I wasn't. You know, I wasn't making much, and we, you know, we just couldn't. I can't. I couldn't put him in a facility for two or three hundred dollars a day. Right. You know, for the next two mm-hmm. weeks that he would need. 
So, I mean, it was just, it was awful, and it was, but yeah, it was insurance, and it was insurance saying, yeah, is that enough? Yeah. What yeah. am I supposed to do with this yeah. kid now that's, you know, yeah. it's not well. Out. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, not well. He's drying mm-hmm. out. He's, you know, what now? So, yeah, that was kind of a yeah, awful. awful. Yeah, yeah I think we, we, we don't, uh, we don't give that the attention it deserves, and then we ascribe the uh, results of that to other things. Mm-hmm. I think because it's easier because you don't you know it is you can because it's a hard problem to solve. And it so is it's easier to blame whatever, but you know, blame it on something else. Yeah, rather than saying you know, you know how long have we talked about you know and, and to go back how long have we talked about the gun problem in our country. How long have we talked about every time somebody goes in and shoots up a school, they talk about the gun problem, they talk about the mental health problem, but we don't do anything at all about it. We well, haven't done anything on it. You have, very, you have very, very powerful organizations right. that no, everything's fine. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's the whole. And I know, really thought guns, the same guns is not the problem. We need more guns. That'll solve the yeah. problem. Well, yeah, no, we need to arm every child in the second grade. If yeah. every kid in Sandy Hook had a gun, and you know, and and I'm not talking. You know, Timmy, myself, I own okay. damn near a whole arsenal of guns. I, I know you're a gun owner, and you believe in the Second Amendment. It, yes. It's no, but I believe that we. I, I believe that people should have guns legally. Mm-hmm. I do not believe, I believe what we've done is made this so easy for people to illegally have guns. Well, the guns are well, And the thing is, but the thing is, mental illness is so prevalent. And it, it's not like you're, you may be mentally ill all of your life. Maybe you're fine. There's, you have an event, you have a breakdown. All right, I'm, I'm a gun owner. I'm, life is good. I'm, I'm healthy. There, I have some traumatic event in my mm-hmm. life. Or whatever. I'm now. I have mental health issues, and I'm walking around packing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. There's no easy answers. No, there's no. Well, there are some easy things we can do that we refuse to, um, but we don't do it. Um, so back to Bridgen. Back to okay. Now, apparently, an odd feature of these hangings involved a lot of kneeling. We talked about that. Yeah, they were found kneeling, hanging and kneeling, which is kind the of fact that many victims have been found hanging, but with their feet on the ground or close to kneeling, uh, has given rise to speculation about internet or other cults and about serial killing rather than self destruction. And I think that'd be a better word for suicide, self destruction, than suicide. The first known internet suicide pack surfaced in Japan. In 2000. Figures. Mm-hmm. And the, about all over it. 1,000 Japanese killed themselves by inhaling fumes created by mixing common household chemical, cleaning chemicals. See, uh, the, I told it, you. Bleach and ammonia? No, I know what it is, but I'm not going to say because I don't want to put it out there. Now, police have asked internet service providers to shut down suicide websites, but that's pretty hard to do. And this... These sites would rant and rave, and they'd tell you the re- recipe, and it allowed. They'd say the method allows you to die easily and beautifully, because most of these people are so eager to die, and they're young, and they don't want to have you know a hideous corpse. So, um, and Japan, 
does have the highest suicide rate in the industrialized world. <laughs> really? It's right here on my script. Okay. Whose phone went off, Colonel, just for the record? The devil. Ah, thank you. Uh, so, much. so far in this podcast, your phone's gone off, the devil's gone off. You're the only one too. I've heard who has remained professional <laughs> throughout this podcast. Oh, yeah, you're known for your professional. Yours has gone off, been too. I've heard it. Uh, the here listeners have not continued to hurt it. Now, while there is no doubt that alcohol may have played a role in some of the bridging suicides, others believe the increase in numbers uh, may be related to antidepressants. Researchers recently set up a database to track deaths by suicide and misadventure that are related to antidepressants. Now, it has logged over 1,600 U.K. suicides involving antidepressants. Yeah, it's not just limited to Bridgeton. It's of which 43 were okay. recorded as suicides by, a cor- by the coroner, 26 as narrative verdicts, 19% as open verdicts, and 5% as death by misadventure, and 7% as accidental. I'm going to have death by misadventure. That right sounds now. like a lot more like like you were doing something and then just it's it, like you had slight, an accident. Like yeah. uh, what is it? Skiing? Uh, no. Um, Self erotic. Um, oh well, let me get to this one, Timmy. Okay. Matt Miller was a 13 year old boy from Beridgen who had just changed schools, was feeling nervous. His parents brought prompted um, the teacher. The teacher prompted the uh, parents to take him to a doctor. They put him on Zoloft. Seven days later, he hung himself between the parents' bedroom and his bedroom. Mm. Pfizer, the makers of Zoloft, argued this was not suicide, but autoerotic asphyxiation gone wrong. As evidence, they pointed to the fact that he was not suspended, um, and he was kneeling on the carpet. And they went so far as to scour the carpet in the bathroom to collect potential evidence as seminal stains. Oh, to say he was trying to get off. Yeah. Oh. Pathologist explains that when people are weighing up the possibility of hanging themselves, wondering about it, they might put a rope in place and test themselves against it. If they do this, it is in fact very easy by putting pressure on the carotid artery. This is what, what we were. Ta- this is what we were talking about earlier. You it's, were asking wh- how, why they were kneeling. Yeah, because yeah, you only have to because when you put a rope around somebody's neck. Um, oh, I, I know. I already know. So they can pa- they'll pass out very quickly. Yes, I know. So and they think these kids were testing it. Yeah, and then passed out. And then they passed out, moved, and their body slumped forward. Forward. Yeah, and it hanged. So that's that's you know that's may have been it, but you can. And the other thing is rope stretch, so you can you can begin with your feet right off the ground and have the thing come down and you're on your knees. So to get back with to the antidepressants, there's no clear, and, and, and I've always had a theory about this, but there's no clear indication that antidepressants are responsible. There are nine hanging verdicts in Bridgen between 2007 and 2009, which antidepressants are mentioned. And it goes back to what we were just talking about. When you're talking about the antidepressant tie-in, mm-hmm. I believe antidepressants allow people to get to a place where they are... They have the energy. They have the energy of making people, they're climbing out of that valley. Mm-hmm. Um, and without the therapy. Right. They're, they're still lost. Mm-hmm. And, and they, you know, if you've had bad depressive episodes, I assume. I, I was on Zoloft for a while. I gained a lot of weight on Zoloft. And I got off of it because it was, I just put on a ton of weight. Well, you, you get, when you get in, when you're really looking down into that abyss, mm-hmm. um, you don't really. I don't think you think about killing yourself. You think about going to bed and hoping you don't wake up at night. And then you you get to a point where you're starting to feel a little. 
and you've decided I've had <clears throat> I've had enough of this shit show. Yeah, and that's when you can think and put a plan in place and you know go through with it. When you're really at your wits' end, all you're doing is laying in bed and not moving, staring. Yeah, at the you're, you're you don't have um, energy to do it. Now you know, I, you know that's something I would never do just because I I know it would destroy my my mom and my brother. But you know, you get to a point. You know, some people get to a point where that you know they're not focusing on that. They're just trying to get the pain to stop. Well, and I think that, and I think that that's the one thing that you know needs to be made clear to everybody is that um, you can get it to stop. You mm-hmm. can, mm-hmm. and you have to, but you can't if the person feels like they're alone or they're you know. Well, whatever, especially if they're isolated, to, and you get you know the the thing is you get an inward inward focus. Yeah, exactly. Know, and, when you get depressed, you become you just turn inside yourself. Mm-hmm. And you need people that you need to handle people very, very gingerly because you can't ask them all the time how they're feeling. But you, they have to know that basically they have to know it's okay to give up for the next couple of weeks and not do anything, and you know you crawl out of this. But but anyway, um, there are no hanging um, verdicts where antidepressants or other medications were ruled out. Coroners often do not record drug intake unless the person has actually died from a drug overdose. In the case of Liam Clark, he had some cannabis and alcohol, and he was on antidepressants. The coroner decided that the alcohol had affected his judgments. Now, coroners are under no obligation to explain their thinking on a matter like this, and rarely, if ever, are they challenged. There have been rumors that perhaps the death would work of a serial killer, but police refute this idea, stating there's no real connections to the killers. Yeah, I think that's stupid. I don't think a, I don't think a serial killer was <clears throat> The suicide rate in Wales is nearly twice that of the UK as a whole, and sinkholes of poverty like Bridgen tend to be much, much worse. In the town and its surrounding valleys, an area with a population of some 130,000, the suicide rate among 15 to 24-year-old males over the past decade has been 43 per 100,000, more than double the Welsh rate of 19 per 100,000. But Bridgend has never suffered so many suicides in such quick succession, particularly among so many who were friends and acquaintances, and no one knows why it's <coughs> happening to them. Still don't Still know. do not know why it's happening, but I do believe that it is the, uh, I do believe there's a contagion theory to that. I believe that uh, once one person does it, especially on social media, <clears throat> with the social media, and people, in a way, glorify that person, and they, um, it yeah. does make it a little bit easier for the next person who feels they get the attention. You have to, you have to understand um, your feeling when you are when you are very very depressed. You feel like nothing. You feel like you don't exist. And if you were to kill yourself, you'd be forever uh, immortalized, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the Facebook or Vibo or whatever it is. Right. It's so important to you at that time, not as yeah. your entire world. Um, I could see where people would do that. Yeah, and, I, and, and again, I think a lot of it, I believe the contagion part, but I think it there has to be that element already there. The person mm-hmm. already has to have that. You know, suicidal tendency or depression, and mm-hmm. then just you know, then I think then that they they lose someone close to suicide, 
then it becomes a way out. Yeah. But I don't I, I don't think in most cases where someone is well adjusted that that's going to that it's going to necessarily lead no. to, to no. No, but I think that there's a lot more uh, maladjusted than, than people they are than, than we know than yeah, we realize. I agree with that. Brandy, what's your final thoughts on the Bridgeton suicide outbreak? It's kind of crazy. And you got a number for us? I actually have a couple of numbers. Um, so if any of you need help and um, communicating with us on Facebook or anything like that is not helping, which I can't imagine that, um, but if you need professional help, um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. And there's also another place called Mental Health Mental Help On Call. Um, and it, that's a website.com or whatever, but they have a phone number. It's 855-820-2765. Yeah, and I'm not sure. You know, we got listeners all around the world. Yeah. Uh, if you need help, Google it, Google Suicide okay. Prevention. I'm sure you'll find yeah. a lot of uh, resources, hopefully, in your area. Um all right, we're going to move. Uh, I, it's a, I, I don't want to just move off a subject because I know it, it, it's a, a bit of a downer, but uh, and it's it's really sad. But um, we're going to get to shout outs. Uh, I want to give uh, shout outs to our sponsors who are just terrific. Uh, they sponsor us on Patreon. That's Alicia, Chip, Cindy Lou, Bridget, Jahara, Go Dolphins. They play with my Bengals this weekend or this on Thursday, so that was going to be a big game. Uh, Jahar is a big Dolphins fan. And Andrew Happ, thank you all for supporting us. If you would like to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash historydweebs, and we will take, um, we'll be uh, very, very grateful of any donation you can make, even if it's a wee bit, Colonel. <clears throat> Just a wee bit. A wee Just bit. Just a tiny, tiny wee bit. I need my mental health yeah, stuff yeah. paid for. Yeah, well, it helps with the cost of the production of the uh, podcast, and we appreciate it very much. Will it, will it get you spell check? No, it won't get me spell check. Um, I have a personal shout-out to my friend Sherry, who listens to a podcast. We are in a... She's helping me get moving with my... Um, uh, exercise and we're, we're uh, challenging each other and she listens to our podcast every day when she's out walking so thank you Sherry well how uh, many steps do you walk Sherry Oh, uh, she always beats me. I have like she beats you. Yeah, and you're know, like a damn grifter. I'm like, drifted. To I am like I've got twelve thousand already. You're a today. I haven't been uh, walking since we've been doing the podcast, but. I should be walking while we're doing the podcast. But anyway, Sherry, uh, who is my very, very dear friend. Uh, Colonel, you have some shout-outs. I got a bunch of shout-outs here. I got, we had some recent birthdays here. Cool. Okay. If you have a birthday coming up, get on Facebook, send us a message, and we'll make sure uh, to get you a special birthday shout-out in an upcoming episode. And, you know, over the course of time here, many of these people become... Um, Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. So you catch their birthdays and see them. Yes. Um, now, you caught uh, one, uh, Jennifer Siemens, mm-hmm. because she was your Facebook friend. Yes. Um, and I believe she was friends with the devil. She was not friends with me. Can't imagine. What does that say? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And she if you were in girl. Japan, you'd have to kill yourself. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would. It would shame me so bad. Mm-hmm. But let's see. Alan Dobbs, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy Alan. Happy birthday, Alan. Happy birthday. Um, go, go Broncos, Alan. 
Um, is he a Broncos fan? No, he is a Carolina Panthers um, fan. We had a bet. Jeff um, Chestnut is a Broncos fan. Jeff Chestnut is a fine, fine man and a Broncos fan. But Brandy McKenzie. Brandy, happy birthday. Happy birthday Related to you. birthday. I think we give her a shout-out on the page, but happy birthday, Brandy. Yes. Um, let's see. we got uh, some new members here, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure we missed some. So if you're a new member to the page and I miss you, put your put, – Yell at me. Yeah, Do like Allie does. Colonel, you son of a bitch, where's my shout-out? <laughs> Rue. We're calling her Rue now. Yeah. As King of Rue. Okay. Um, the page that the Colonel is referring to is uh, our Facebook group, which is History Dreams, the podcast Facebook group. Join us, and you'll uh, get to know a lot of the people that we talk about every episode, or a lot of uh, cool people. Yeah. So, so we got uh, Stacy Lynn. Stacy, new, new member. Kenny Rose. Yes, Kenny. Welcome. Angelo. Angelo. Angelo posted some funny stuff up there. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Melissa Moon Bateman. Welcome to the board. Um, some of our some of our regulars here. Now, I'm going to give a double shout-out because you just got Jahara, but I'm going to give her one anyway because Jahara is funny. Well, Jahara is kind of pissed at you for not giving her a proper shout-out. Well, I'm giving you a proper shout-out right now, young lady. Did. She just went to Venice with her she, with some girlfriends. Yeah. Oh, she did. Did yeah. she? Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe Jahara's overseas. I believe she is in Europe. Um, yes. Yeah. But she's still a loyal Dolphins fan. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Larry. Larry, um, who's I think is Angela's friend. Lydia. Lydia. Um, John Kaufman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olivia Meyer. And John Bali. Bully. John Bully. John, or Andy Bully and John Holmes. I'm sorry, I'm mixing yeah. them up. Big John Holmes. Big John Holmes. Jennifer Hawkins. Patty Wooten. How you doing, Patty? Uh, Mary Ray. Of course, Shannon. Shannon Rossett, yes. who's uh, uh, who works with them and Amnesty works with the church. Yeah. Amnesty better person than any of us. Uh, she much, is a better, much better, much better person. Um, let's see. Amber, of course. Donna. Jim Barron, who's out there figuring out ways to inflict pain, punishment, and he's into medieval torture, and he's a big fan of he's Team Casey. Team Casey, yes, he is Team Casey. And I, I was disturbed. Apparently, some, Cindy Lou is Team Casey too. <laughs> Cindy Lou, what the hell that. is wrong with oh you? Oh my God! I sent that to myself. <laughs> okay, let's let's explain what was someone. Uh, I think Jim Barron had mentioned uh, Team Casey. Yeah. For your brother, who's uh, 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 who's a guest on our show from time to time, Casey, and uh, uh, Cindy Lou posted a meme. Of a woman taking off her panties. Did someone say Casey? Yeah, mm-hmm. and they said, "Did someone say Casey?" Yeah. So, uh, we're concerned about you, Cindy Lou. That Cindy is inappropriate. My sister-in-law thought that was the funniest. You thing. send it to Casey's wife. Sure. Okay. Well, because Casey didn't have a Facebook page. Right. Yeah. So I forwarded to her. Is he a Bebo? She, she thought it was hilarious. I don't know. He is. <laughs> he is a Bebo. He's still Casey. Still uses MySpace. <laughs> No, so Casey now is a panty dropper. He got out. Now he is on Twitter, Mm -hmm. but I don't know anything about his panty dropper one or something. I don't think that's (laughs) it. That was funny. That's so gross. (laughs) But continue, Colonel. Okay, let's see. Who's Oh, Sandra. Sandra September. She knows who she is. I can't get her last name right, and she's never given me a clue to how to do it right. Sarah Spaghetti. 
Sarah, of course Sarah Spaghetti. We can't ever forget Sarah Spaghetti. Who's Sarah? You, Sarah's hair dryer blew up this morning. I heard. And I, I hope that. I'm going to have to send a put a challenge out that we want a selfie of Sarah today to see what she looks like without a hair done. Well, by the time she hears this, it will be. Too well, late. I'll put it on the on the board today. So Sarah Spaghetti, how you doing? Lisa Spriggs, Jessica Bishop, Celine from Michigan. Celine, who just moved into her house. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. She did get into there. Marvin, um, crazy-ass Trixie. Uh, I ain't heard from Trixie in a while. She's a little crazy. Well, if you were Facebook friends with her, you'd know she's doing fine. I'm not Facebook friends with her, so thanks, Trixie. I got to kill myself again. Uh, Trish Ellard, who is my Facebook friend, so I now I'm even. I don't have to kill myself. Tommy Boomershine. Tommy, what's up? Elise. Stephanie. Stephanie. Quick. Quick quick out there in the Bay Area. Marion County. Yeah. Hmm. Erica. Erica Uh, Clements. Christine Bourgeois. Christine. Christine Bourgeois. Yeah. She sounds a bit aristocratic to me. She does. Renee, you know, my my Mrs. Colonel, her her last name was... uh, Boudray. Boudray, yeah. When like I married her. And she Christine would be in trouble if there was a revolution. And you know, Miss uh, Miss Colonel, Mrs. Colonel, yes. said to me, I, I believe I'm keeping my last name. What would you think about that? And I said, that would not be a problem. And she said, well, it wouldn't be a problem. I said, no, we would just not get married. And she... Uh, so you were a dick. She crumbled, and yeah. she is now Renee Walters. <laughs> Renee Baudray Walters. But that's why I have two last names. I like I like Broadway. I'm not a slave to the man. We are equals. Yes, very good. And you got a good last name. Uh, You have a good last name. I have three first names. Is my name. I have three first names too. Timothy, Timothy Todd Scott. Yeah, yeah. My parents would not. They would not beg on syllables. (laughs) No, they were not. Michael Goodwin. We just talked about Jennifer, Jennifer, and her her wonderful mother Linda. Who's uh, Linda? I believe is a little, uh, little tipsy now and again when she posts on the page. But whatever, you know, I want to make inference. You send. I always assume all of our people on our page are drunk. I'm, you send seventeen dick pics, and all of a sudden you're a stalker. I know. Well, I believe that the limit per uh, uh, in the seventeen. How many? How many? How much time elapsed? Well, it was minutes. different phases. Different phases. Different phases. Yeah. Okay. Let's make this the longest podcast in the history of podcasting. Continue, Colonel. Okay. Well, we've got um, what I like to call Colonel Posse because they uh, they work. You know, Nicola. She's the legal representative. Nicola Reed. uh, We had a legal discussion that, which of course I won. Um, Of course, Tiffany, Tiffany Bell, and her son Bo. And Bo, congratulations! You was in the uh, newspapers, one of the top five players in the area. Yeah, yeah, go um, Bo, man! Like three hundred three yards rushing. Tiffany is a a wonderful Catholic woman, but she also does a lot of work for the current First Church of Latter Day Colonel. Does she drink? She drinks. She's a Catholic girl, you know. She drinks. Okay. So, uh, Allie, who we're calling Rue, Rue, Allie is one of the scariest women you ever gonna. Well, meet. you know they got uh, Allie and Charlie have a new podcast out on the Dingo, the ba- the woman who. Oh, they're doing that one. The baby, baby, the Dingo ate your baby. Yeah, the Dingo ate the baby. <laughs> Actually, it did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so it's really kind of sad, but. 
Let's fucking see. dingoes, Who we got? Man. Did we? Of Can't course. Dingo. I would never trust the dingo. I would not. I barely trust this dingo. <laughs> <laughs> He's Let's a little see. bit of a dingo, isn't he? We got a uh, um, uh, friend, Jessica. Jessica Williams. <clears throat> I got your name right there again. Uh, Karen Barnes. Karen, she says very nice things about us on Twitter, by the way. Does she? Very cool. She very do. I'm going to have Twitter. Um, I don't know how to work Twitter. Our so. Twitter is History Dweebs One, and we're part of Potter and Family, and um, we get some very nice comments from folks there. One guy's called Fat Boy, and I, I, I don't know uh, his real name, but he is very kind, and he retweets all of our stuff. He loves our show, listens all the time. So, Fat Boy, if you're out there, thank you for listening. Thanks, Fat Boy. We got. Uh, it's not Chuck. I, right. I Jardy Luck. Angie. Yeah. Uh, don't forget Angie. I would never forget Angie. Angie. What's it, Angie? Uh, Angie is the. Uh, Apparently you forgot. Angie. Yeah. Angela. What did she. She's in love with the devil. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The whole, clearly. Yeah. I'm surrounded by lesbians, I told her. I'm, there's lesbians everywhere. I can't swing at that cat without hitting the lesbian. On Continue. Kashna. Katcha. It is not Kashna. It is Katcha. Katcha. Tasha. Tasha. Out there in Cali. And Tasha is a... Uh, She's a very nice, very attractive young lady. Tasha, you know, there's there's something about Tasha... And I, I don't know what it is, but she's she's in, well number one in credit. What is it with the listeners on our show? We have attractive. We have yeah, women. unbelievably. For men, they're not very attractive. Look, mm-hmm. first of all, you guys quit being dirty pervs for real. <laughs> We're not being no, dirty pervs. We're just beautiful pervs. women. Just we like, have many, many beautiful women that listen to yes, our show. Yes, but, yeah. but the men they, are not. You all know nothing to write. You talk about the men are nothing to write home about. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! But they're nice guys. I mean, if I'm just on saying. An island, I, you know, can we forget Michael? <laughs> he was in prison for yeah. you know twenty to Michael, twenty to life. Michael Birdsall, Michael Sydney. Sydney. Sydney's yeah. a beautiful girl. Yes, Beverly. Miss Beverly. Beverly. I, yeah, I haven't finished. Well. You're jumping in. Well, you haven't finished, but you're taking too motherfucking long, and we got fucking shit to do. You got to. We had a real job. It's going on four o'clock. It is going on four o'clock. Jesus Christ. She, got, she should be home watching Outlander by now. By now I really should be in bonbons and doing whatever oh, you I, do. I'm coming, I'm coming. You know, I get here really early. So last week I'm going home, you know, at my regular mm-hmm. time. I'm checking my phone. And Brandy's already posted that she's on watching Outlander. I'm like, how is that possible? She lives like an hour away. It's 2.30 in the afternoon. Why are you? I don't know what she got going on. I don't know. In the world, I like half her job. Oh, yeah. You yeah. motherfuckers couldn't do my job. Continue. So we got, of course, Lady Beverly. You know, we love you. We adore you. And uh, speaking of beautiful women on our page... We we really get a daily double because we got um, but Lady Beverly's beautiful daughter Alexandra. Yes. Um, and her, her wonderful dogs, Sully. Sully. And Lady Beverly herself. And then the one reason we do this show. Before we do that, let's give a shout out, a shout out to Canute. I haven't heard from him Canute. in a while. Okay. Well, if you're listening, Canute this is over there. Signal in, to you, Canute. If you're over there in Norway, still listening to us, Canute. Um, I can't imagine why you would still be listening to us, but if you are, please drop me an email because we want to make sure you're doing okay. And the same uh, goes for um, 
Bob Mears, uh, Bob Mears and Son. Yeah, we haven't heard anything about for him from him. And he joined the page. He did. So Bob is out there. Let us know how you're doing on the page, Joe. But what's the reason we do this show, Timmy? We do this show for one reason. Uh, Because I'm bored. And we got work. Two reasons. All right. Okay, I I do the show for one reason. What's the reason, Colonel? The reason I do this show, Timmy. Now, this show surrounds me with beautiful women. You know that. Here I am. Yeah. But of all the women in the world, I self-identify as a college freshman <laughs> female, and I'm going to an sorority, and I'm going to be a part so of you a. I got. I just. I'm just worried about panty rates. I got to tell you this though, Timmy. You really should be worried about panty. You're rates. an ugly woman. <laughs> You're an ugly freshman. Yeah. You'd be. A, you'd be a very good. You'd be a really you know, attractive Asian. Jahara told me she's. You know, Jahara's excited about. No. She's just a few years away from getting her own penis. That is exciting. <laughs> she, yeah. That's not going to happen. She's a very beautiful young lady. And Wait she's, a minute. She's years away from penis. Uh, Wait a minute. Yeah. That's not going to happen to her. But you all are already up my ass back. Wow. Well, you know, because clearly you have a penis in. Well, because well, you're over it's budding. It's not. We don't think yeah, it's. it's like a wisdom tooth. It erupts. Yeah. We're yeah. not saying you got a full well, penis. I'm getting ready to. It's We're just saying to you've got an eruption going on down it's gonna, there. It's going to turn into a You have a penis. no idea. <laughs> it's going to turn. Down in your tinglies, that little eruption, that's going to be a penis. Down All by right, nether noddies. Yeah. All right. Let's well, wrap this so up. So anyway... We no. do this show for one reason. All right. So he can one run reason, his mouth. and yeah. that is so we can entertain Dottie Scott. Yes, and she loves the show. So thanks for listening, Mom. Okay, let's get out of here. We've been doing this for a long time. Where, Where can, can they we... find us, Colonel? <laughs> Where can they well, find us, Brandy? God <laughs> damn it! You can find us on iTunes. Yes, please leave us a review. It's so hard for us to get a review. That's all I'm going to say. You find us on iTunes. Uh, let me say. Let iTunes. me say this about iTunes. We're like number one. 65. Yeah. Yeah. I left a podcast inside. It's like number 30 to be with you assholes. Did we go over this already? Yeah. We did go over this already. I'm still bitter. (laughs) But you said you wasn't bitter. I am. You can find us on Twitter. Twitter Mm -hmm. at History Dweeps 1. Twat us. Tim, Tim tweets. I do tweet. Tim is a twatter. He's a tweeter. I'm a tweeting motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you are. I tweet uh, as much as Donald Trump. Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. Uh, and we have a our podcast page. Yes. History, History Dweebs, Dweebs, the podcast, podcast on Facebook. Yes. And that's where we interact the most with everyone. Yes. Where else? And everyone. No. Um, oh. You can find us on Stitcher or other um, yeah. podcast apps. Yeah. And again, if you want to contribute money to this mess of a podcast, I don't know what so you that we can get some, so we can get some new microphones. Yes, because yeah, if you saw our live feed the other day. You saw the really top-notch setup we have. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're not very high tech, but. Uh, you know, there's a lot of cost involved with the uh, with the podcast, so we appreciate all the help we get from our sponsors. Fan for most, um, Alicia Chip, Cindy Lou, yeah, uh, Bridget, Jahara, Andrew. Uh, thank you very much. And if you would like to contribute, uh, check us out on Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash History Dweebs. Okay, let's get out of here, shall we? Thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll catch you next time. We'll have a better, we'll have a more fun topic next time, okay? Uh, Great. Oh, yeah, we're going to have a topic about somebody that chops up 17 fucking people, and that's going to be more more uplifting. I've got a better idea. I got got, a better idea. Suicides are depressing to talk about. Yeah, they are, but they're important. All right, so we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Good day, listeners. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 